Let's chat. Uh, running Athletics, we're joined by two-time Paralympian and world champion Anrun Vayas. Anrun, thanks for joining us. Hi, John. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a privilege to talk to all the people that are listening and it's a event tonight. You know, I get to speak to a Paralympian. So let's just leave it that it's my privilege. It's my honor and privilege. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. <laughs> Anrun, how are things? Well, it's going really good. Obviously, with the COVID-9 going around, this pandemic around the world, it's been quite tough on the training mm. uh, mentally. Um, but I keep on reminding myself I'm not the only one in the situation. It's a worldwide thing hitting everybody and having an impact on so many people around the world. Um, at this moment, I'm grateful to be in a very good space um, training-wise. Um, obviously, training on your own is difficult, um, but just, just keeping my mind on, on the goal um, is the most important thing as well. So... In our house, I've uh, put on my gym training program against the wall to make sure that I still know what the goal is, and that's mm. Tokyo 2020 and 2021, and that's the most important one we're going for. What was that feeling when you heard the announcement that it's been pushed to next year? Um, yes, definitely disappointment. Um, very disappointed because it would have been my last Paralympic Games. I didn't voice that in a lot of media mm. and to a lot of people. Um, only my close family and friends knew that this would have been my last game. Um, but unfortunately, because of this, I decided, you know, what with my husband and the lockdown and having time together and having lots of coffee. Um, I'm a Christian as well and praying about it and knowing that it's something that I must pray about and think about. Um, that the fire inside of me, the running and the spirit of going for it, is it's still not done yet. So wow. I'm excited to still go to next year, to work hard, to be part of the exciting year next year. And to be part of this thing that the world, we're going to fight the COVID-19 and we're going to end up in a victorious thing together. And knowing mm-hmm. that I want to be able to be part of that is something that keeps me, keeps me driving to that goal. You're only 27 years old. Surely you could squeak out another one? <laughs> and I get that quite a lot. A lot of people say you're not young. Um, if you put it in perspective, uh, that would be my first, third Paralympic Games. Yes. Everything goes well, according without any, any injuries. I've been to London and to Rio, and all have incredible stories that that I can write a book about and I tell and mm-hmm. share, which I'm grateful for having this opportunity in athletics that I can do that. Um, I think if you have 10 years in international sports, a professional athlete, I feel that I'm married now and we have a next chapter we also want to do. We want to start a family as well, which is something important. Right. And as well, I want my husband to also fulfill his dreams because when you get married, it's, it's together. We're a team. Mm. The same with my athletics. He's supporting it all the way with all my family and friends. And I want to support him with all his things as well. So then it, I'll end my chapter and we'll do a chapter together again. Let's get back to the training. You're a sprinter. We were just talking to a triathlete, which is, uh, I guess you can go for runs by yourself. But how does a sprinter, it's a very strength-based sport. How have you been keeping fit? Yes, well, I've been looking at all my videos that I sent before the lockdown. We, um, yours, I did everything crazy. I did push-ups and I had claps and I started, I, I'm on amputation for the people that are listening that don't, um, they don't know me. Um, I'm on amputation and I'm in the class, in the class T47. Paralympic Games, which is a below arm amputation. And um, yeah, I did crazy things that I've never done before. And I looked at all the videos a few weeks ago and I was like, wow, look at my body. <laughs> um, I was in such a high with all my gym training and track training. Mm. Um, and I lost quite a lot of my muscles. And when the lockdown, every week they went past my muscle, I, I lost quite a lot. Sure. 
But um, just focusing on what I do have in my house and using the equipment that I do have, I'm thinking back, you know what? We started Route 1 again, and we'll build up again to that. Um, and I think that's important um, to have that. I was going to say, it would have been, what, just uh, over a month now for the original Paralympic Games to have happened, right? Um, yes, the so Paralympics will be will be starting on the 21st of August till the 6th of September. So, um, yeah, it would be, it's kind of like, this is my first time being in South Africa and not in Europe, um, pre- preparing for a Games or preparing for our European training mm, wow. and seeing where we're at. So it is something that's kind of like you're uncertain, but I'm, like I said, it's not just me, it's the world. Mm. We're all in this together. Turning to two-time Paralympian, world champion Anrun Vez. We're going to talk a little bit more about her and training and athletics in a moment. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Two-time Paralympian world champion Anrun Vayas joins us now. As you heard, uh, amputated below the arm, left arm it is. Hey, Anrun? That's correct, the left arm. It's called PT, and now it's called IPT because I have an island arm from OSA. So, um, yeah, so basically my hand's called PT, which is hilarious, (laughs) but it's something fun and part of my personality. Okay, I want to understand, uh, I've seen pictures of you when you're winning, uh, arms aloft. Tell us a little bit more about the prosthetic. It's it's fascinating. So basically what happened was um, in 2013, um, I started getting a lot of back injuries. And um, obviously I started gymming. And in the gymnasium, there's a lot of things that you obviously need your your left hand to do <laughs> and obviously I don't have a left hand mm. so we decided to start using a prosthetic hand which can have the function of a hand um, to develop my shoulder and my you know to develop my body to make it more bionic um, biomechanically that when I do run that my left and my right my arms work and not my whole body mm. uh, which created my I had I have four I have had four disc herniations sorry my L5 so the prosthetic hand helps me to have that balance when I do run, um, to have a smooth arm action instead of rotating my whole back, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. so obviously it's difficult, it was difficult for me um, because I was used to running without any prosthetics. But oh. if I do a session without it, it kind of feels strange, which is already, it, it kind of just shows you how powerful your body and brain is to mm. adapt to something like that. So for an able body, it's like trying to run, run 400 meters with one arm behind your back. That would be what it's, it what it would be like, right? Exactly. Yeah, and at the end of the day, um, running without the prosthetic, I kind of put a lot of pressure on my body, uh-huh. um, which I didn't realize. But if you get older, you put a lot of strain on your body when when you do gym and you do everything gets obviously difficult when you get older to do. Um, where the prosthetic hand and this island hand that I have now from Oscar helps me to move easier and to also help me in my sporting career and help my body to develop in the best possible way it can develop. You're 27 years old, Anrin. Shush. You're not older <laughs> yet. <laughs> yes, age is just a number. My group makes <laughs> a joke. So I'm glad you're putting reference on the 27 because yeah. they always make a joke to close to 30. Um, because I'm part of the older ones now. Um, and I was the young one just a few years ago. But um, roles change, is hey? Yeah, it does. Okay, and, and at your next birthday, you'll be closer to 30 than 25. So we'll leave it. Oh, thank you so no, much. Right. Now you're one of them as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to know about your London medals. They were stolen at an airport. Did you get some back? Oh, well, that's a crazy story that I have the privilege to share to all my, when I do talks at schools and yeah. everywhere that I have the opportunity to share my story. Um, it is crazy. You're right. They were 
um, at the airport at George Airport. I went to Yixka. I don't know what that in English is. Sorry, because I'm Afrikaans. Yixka is Yixka. Um, Yixka is Yixka. Okay, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Because if I needed to translate that, there would have been a very weird word coming out now on this radio station. Because <laughs> I tend to... I create my own words. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to this Yixka because I remembered when I was going to London, um, I never was someone that could talk before people. I was a quite, I'm not saying I'm shy, but because I'm someone that loves to talk to people, but I didn't have the opportunity to speak in front of a lot of people. Um, I would stumble on my words and I didn't have that confidence where I'm better now and I've grown in that. So I, I remembered, like, I got this medal. I had this incredible PBs. I need to share the story. And I was going to give me the platform to share this incredible stories of my times and that I did something very impossible at the age of 19. And they were filling at the, at the airport in George Airport. And on my way to um, Kruenstadt, I think where it was, um, when I needed to do my speech to the kids, I was looking for my medals in my bag and they were gone. Mm. And obviously, I needed to hand out medals and shake everybody's hands at this next day competition. And I was crying because my medals were stolen. No. And I remember my grandfather told me, you know what? Um, they can steal your medals, but they can never steal the memory you have. And that's something that I can tell everybody on the radio station as well. Mm. That when they break in your house or when they steal something away from you, they can steal that, but they can never take away the memories that you have in your heart and the memories that you, that you share in your life. And that's something very important that I realized, you know what? I remember how much I smiled. I remember that being disabled, it's a platform, being a Paralympic athlete, it's a platform of overcoming those challenges. Mm. And that's something that um, is important, that I treasure. And the crazy part is I send an email, someone told me, you know what, take a chance. Mm. Send an email to IPC, maybe they can give you a medal back. And you know what the crazy part is? I send an email, they replied back saying, you know what, we can send you your medals back. We can post it to you. And I was like, no, no, please don't post it to me. <laughs> I'll collect it when we're at the France 2013 World Championships mm-hmm. in Lyon. And I had the privilege to get those medals um, over there. And they had a really cool area under the VIP where they hand that medals to me, which was oh. really special. Okay, without telling us where they are, are they somewhere safe now? And can you, yes. at least, can you see where they are, though? No, I can't see them, but they are safe in the okay. place. Um, not even at our <laughs> don't, house. Don't tell us where it is, because people will go last and find year. your medals. Yes, they broke into our house last year. No. And they also stole our safe out of our house with my medals in, and we received the medals back again. So <laughs> my husband told me at this ship uh, we had now um, last year, yeah. um, he told me, please um, don't... Um, if you receive medals, yeah, just don't give them to someone. Can you not just ask the the organisers just to hold on to the medals, just keep it? Yes, because I don't need. To, I mustn't bring them back because so everybody wants to steal them. You've had like your medals yeah. stolen twice. Yes, exactly. How many other people can claim that? No, I don't think a lot of people. I think my luck is just not into it with the medals, and I think it's a lesson as well for me and for everybody listening. Yes, like I just said. That, what is that? Um, it's a materialistic thing, and there's so much. Take pictures and grab okay. that moment for what it is. Yes. So that you know exactly how it felt. And knowing that it took me so long to get there um, is more valuable than that medal. Yes, it's a, a beautiful thing to showcase to the world, definitely. But um, take pictures and show them that it was you. So they show that it was you <laughs> to, um, having that medal and receiving that gold, silver, bronze, or having that personal base, or whatever race you had. Um, but taking it in for what it is, is it's quite important.
Let's talk about being part of a Paralympic team. It's, it must be so inspirational to be able to be part of those athletes that have turned adversity into being world champions. Sure. Yeah, listening to that, it, you know, it's a great privilege. It's a great privilege to be part of something that has grown, that has been a place where we give people the opportunity to showcase the challenges that they have, they have faced in their life, overcoming their disability, having a platform where you can use the gift. I really trust that I've got a gift that God gave me, and that's to run and to inspire people to also overcome their challenges mm-hmm. and also to give a platform where people can share their stories. Um, I think sometimes being visually disabled, it, is, it gives you such a big platform to share your story and to be open and vulnerable about it and be real about it, that it, it is difficult sometimes and um, to be real about it. But being part of a Paralympic movement, it, it's truly incredible. I think I start smiling and I get a, like a warmth in my heart and I get goosebumps knowing that I'm privileged to know everybody. I know my team with such incredible different, different disabilities and we all laugh about our disabilities. We have so much fun. Mm. And it just made me realize that's how we need to be in life. We need to laugh about our imperfections and we need to celebrate our perfections and we need to be there in every um, circumstances we, we as people are and we created as if it makes sense. Anrin, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. My honor and thank you very much for joining us and we'll hopefully see you at the Olympic Games in Tokyo next year. Yes, thank you so much, John, for the opportunity and um, to everybody listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Anran two-time Paralympian and world champion. Uh, if you want to go find out more, paralympics.org slash Anrun-Liebenberg uh, would be where you got to find her. She's a Vayas, but you can find her as Anrun-Liebenberg uh, on, the, on the Paralympic website. Just go have a search for her and you can see exactly what she does, how she does it as well, and what her nicknames are. Aniki. That's what it is.